Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 148. 17 Tips to Help You Get Leaner and Fitter, part three, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, your narrator of blogs covering health and fitness. Here I read to you from some of the most popular blogs out there, like Ben Greenfield Fitness, Steve Pavlina, and many more, with author permission, of course. And if there are any blogs you'd love to hear on our show, you can suggest them on our site, oldpodcast.com. And if you didn't know already, there are three other podcasts where we read you blogs, Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Finance Daily, and the new one, Optimal Startup Daily. So if you like the premise of this show, definitely check those out too. You can subscribe to them in the same place you're hearing this show. Now, just as a reminder, this is part three today. I read part one on Monday and part two yesterday. So if you haven't listened to those, you'll wanna hear those first. Those episodes are numbers 146 and 147. For the rest of you, let's continue the post and keep optimizing your life. 17 Tips to Help You Get Leaner and Fitter, Part 3, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. 4. Eat Adequate Protein. This tip will also spark a debate because many bodybuilders will recommend one gram of protein intake per pound of body weight. However, most nutritionists will recommend one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight, which is basically dividing your weight in pounds by 2.2. Now this recommendation is for those trying to build muscle and then less protein would be needed for those who don't exercise. If you eat a regular American diet with lots of meat, you eat well over this amount, so don't worry about it. Vegetarians like myself can also easily get this amount if they try to get good sources of protein with every meal, like nuts and nut butters, beans, tofu, soy milk, whole grains, etc. I suggest non-vegetarians also focus on getting lean proteins, including those I just mentioned, and lean sources of poultry, fish, and red meat. Five, focus on body fat, not body weight. While I like to monitor my weight, I know that it's a very imperfect measure of how lean I'm getting. What's better is body fat percentage. And while there's no convenient way to get an accurate measurement of that percentage, there are a couple of methods that will suffice. 
The first is a body fat scale. There's a bunch of good models on the market, and while none of them is very accurate, they are consistent, and changes in the readings of these scales will reflect actual improvement in your body composition. The second is just using a tape measure to measure your body. You can measure waist, hips, chest, arms, thighs, and neck, but if you're shooting for easiness, maybe just do your waist, right around where your belly button is, not where your pants go around your body. With these kinds of measurements to monitor your improvements, you'll have a better reflection of whether you're getting leaner or not. Six, be accountable. My training blog has been a great way for me to stay accountable for my exercise and eating, and it's very motivational. I highly recommend starting such a blog to keep yourself accountable. Online forums, such as the Zen Habits Forums, are also good ways to stay accountable, especially if they have daily reporting threads where you can tell people what you ate and what exercise you did every day. Sites such as the Daily Plate, where you log your food and exercise and other people can look at your log and post comments, are also good accountability tools. If you don't use one of these online tools, at least have a group of friends and family to whom you give updates on your training, in person or through email. Seven, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. This seems like such basic advice, but the problem is many of us don't follow it. We're out of tune with our bodies and instead eat when it's, quote, time to eat, or when we have time, or when we're out with others and there's food available. These are unhealthy eating patterns. First, we shouldn't go hungry just because it's not time to eat or we don't have time. Always have healthy snacks, whether at work or on the road, and eat when you're a little or moderately hungry. If you wait until you're ravenous, you'll overeat. Second, don't keep eating if you're satisfied. Many times we're so ravenous that we eat past the point when we're full and then we're stuffed. Or we eat seconds or even thirds because the food tastes so good or because we're too busy talking or watching TV to realize we're full. Learn to eat more slowly, to pause in your eating for a few minutes even if you don't think you're full yet and listen to your body. Sometimes if you just wait for five minutes, you'll realize you really are full. Avoiding overeating is crucial to getting leaner. Eight, get into calorie deficit. As I said above, it's only when your body is in caloric deficit, basically you burn more calories than you eat, that it really taps into fat as a fuel source. Your body burns fat all the time. It's doing it right now as you're listening to this. But after you eat a lot of food, if your body doesn't need all of those calories, it'll store them as more fat. So on balance, you're not losing fat if you're not in caloric deficit. How do you get into caloric deficit? First, use an online calculator to calculate how much your body needs to maintain itself. Then, subtract 500 calories from that amount and aim to take in that much each day. That's the deficit you need to lose about a pound a week, which is a safe amount. Don't go into a deficit of more than 1,000 calories per day, as that will result in an unhealthy rate of weight loss. And don't go below 1,200 calories per day if you're a woman or 1,500 calories per day if you're a man, as that's generally said to be too little. You won't get the nutrients you need. Nine but don't be in deficit during your exercise window. While being in caloric deficit is important if you want to lose fat, if you're increasing your exercise, as I am and as I recommend above, then your body needs fuel for the exercise and for recovery and growth. Starving yourself while increasing exercise will only lead to low energy and the breakdown of your body. Here's what I do. I think of the couple hours before my exercise plus the time of my exercise and the couple hours after my exercise as my, quote, exercise window. If I do an hour of exercise at 5 p.m., then my exercise window is 3 p.m. to 8 p.m., 
That's when your body needs fuel, before and during exercise to fuel the exercise and after the exercise to promote recovery and growth. Don't go into caloric deficit during this time. Try to get healthy, nutritious food with lots of carbs and protein. The rest of the day, you can be in deficit, but not during exercise if you want to get leaner and grow some muscle mass. 10. Hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part three of the post titled 17 Tips to Help You Get Leaner and Fitter by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I'll wrap up this post on tomorrow's show. Now, what has changed a little bit since Leo originally wrote this article is this idea of not eating before your workout. This concept is becoming more and more popular. And in fact, on one of my Friday Q&A shows, I answered this very question. So if you're interested in hearing my take on that, definitely check that episode out. Leo also mentioned that if you wanna get into a calorie deficit, to calculate first, and there are a lot of online calculators, the one by the National Institutes of Health, NIH.gov, has a pretty decent one, If you do that and then subtract 500 calories from that amount, that's a pretty good starting point. And I would agree with that. Now, if you do follow that advice, you may find that you don't lose that pound a week that you were hoping for, especially not that pound of fat per week. And again, this goes back to the idea that everybody's body is a little different, will behave differently when it comes to a calorie deficit. Some bodies respond, others don't. It just takes a little longer. And I completely agree that for ladies, please do not go below 1,200 calories per day, and gents, don't go below 1,500 calories per day. And the last thing I'll say is from my personal experience. I love the tip to stop eating when you're satisfied. It has taken me a long time to master that one. You put a pizza or a large order of french fries in front of me, and I will eat until I have to unbutton my pants. But with time and with practice, I don't like that feeling anymore. And so I'll actually stop eating once I feel satisfied, basically when that hunger is gone. And oh my gosh, what a difference that has made. Just by doing that, 
I've gone down at least two inches around my waist. My pant sizes have gone down. So that alone for many of us, if we just start there, can be a perfect beginning on our road to success. And a little reminder, if you like this show, you'll definitely love the other three podcasts in our family, Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Finance Daily, and Optimal Startup Daily. They're similar in that the hosts read to you from popular blogs, but Optimal Living Daily focuses on habit building, productivity, minimalism, and personal development. My brother hosts that one. Then there's Optimal Finance Daily, which covers personal finance blogs. It's not too technical. It's perfect for anyone looking for great ideas on how to spend less and save more money. And Optimal Startup Daily reads from the best entrepreneurial sites. We'd love it if you show some support to those shows too. Simply search for them in the same place you're hearing this podcast. All right, I'm gonna stop talking now. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday and we'll wrap up this post tomorrow. So definitely come back and listen for that where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.